welcome to the next episode of the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church here in Leeds. As I look out of the window, recording this podcast, it's very foggy at the moment, although we have nearly reached midday. And sometimes when we come to God's words, there's a bit of a fog and we need the Holy Spirit to come and lift it so that we can see what is truly there. Let's pray that today before we come to read Ruth chapter 3. Yes, Lord, sometimes when we're tired, sometimes when we're stressed, when our minds are agitated, when there's a lot going on, we come to your words and it's a bit like a fog. The words are there, but we can't see them clearly and we can't see how they apply to our lives. We ask that you would come to us today by the Holy Spirit and Dispel the mist, Lord, lift the fog, give us eyes to see, a heart to receive, and a life that is shaped by the light and the love that comes from your word. Speak to us today, O Lord, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. So the next instalment in the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter 3. One day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you, where you will be well provided for. Now Boaz, with whose women you have worked, is a relative of ours. Tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying, then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned and there was a woman lying at his feet. "'Who are you?' he asked. "'I am your servant, Ruth,' she said." Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I am a guardian redeemer of our family, there is another who is more closely related than I. Stay here for the night, and in the morning, if he wants to do his duty as your guardian redeemer, good. Let him redeem you. 
but if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognised, and he said, No one must know that a woman came to the threshing floor. He also said, Bring me the shawl you are wearing, and hold it out. When she did so, he poured into it six measures of barley and placed the bundle on her. Then he went back to town. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, How did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything Boaz had done for her, and added, He gave me these six measures of barley, saying, Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, Wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. I've entitled this episode God's Redemption and I think there are deep things here about the way God works in our lives, buying us back in Jesus. Before we get on to that, I know I've referenced Mills and Boone on a a number of points. There is something about this story that is just a a wonderful romance story, a, a wonderful story of the love between a man and a woman. And it's quite dramatic. A spanner is thrown into the works by the news that there is another guardian redeemer, one who is closer in terms of family ties than Boaz. We're going to find out what happens in the final chapter, the final installment of Ruth tomorrow. But again, there is something affirming about this, affirming of life as it really is, affirming of human relationships, affirming of the love between a man and a woman. But there is also something here about the eternal story of salvation. The reference to a guardian redeemer, traditionally a kinsman redeemer, is really important. Someone who would come and buy someone back, paying a price for them, a ransom, as it were, to set them free. Boaz hopes to perform that duty for Ruth. And this points us forward to the one who is the real kinsman redeemer, to the one who fulfills this image, even Jesus. He comes and he gives his life for us. He pays a ransom for us. He buys us back. He pays the price for our sin and our shame and our rebellion and our failure. He buys us back to set us free to follow him. And so we think about the cross as we think about these verses. We think about Jesus and all that he does for us. I want to leave us with three words, each of them beginning with the letter R. The first word is the word receive. If you've not received the salvation that Jesus offers, he comes to you as, his, as your kinsman redeemer, wanting to release you from 
a life of sin and shame, wanting to set you free to serve. And this is for all people. Haven't really made anything of the fact that Ruth is a Moabitess in the concept of the time she is a, a foreigner. She is not naturally born Jewish. God's love reaches out to her. Boaz reaches out to her as God's representative, as it were. Whoever you are, wherever you came from, God reaches out to you. Maybe you feel like a foreigner. Maybe you feel like an outsider. God's love is specially for you. Receive his love right now. Receive his love today. So the first word is rejoice. The second word, sorry, the first word is receive. The second word is rejoice. If you've received this already, then praise God that he has paid a price for you. Praise God that he has brought you back. And then the final word beginning with R is relay. Share this message, relay it out to others. Receive, rejoice and relay. If you have received God's blessing, if you have received the redemption that he offers, then share that with others. Pray for those who are preaching the Christian good news, who are sharing the good news, if that's all that you can do today. But as God gives you opportunity, whether it's by a letter, whether it's by a text, whether it's in person, whether it's through a phone call, whether it's through the way that you live your life on your front line, relay the Christian message today. God is great and merciful. He is interested in all. He loves all and he reaches out to all. May he reach out through us today. Let's pray. Yes, Lord, we receive freshly your grace. We thank you for this particular picture of salvation, of redemption, of being brought back. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have paid the price for us and what a price it was. We rejoice in your amazing love. And in the words of the song, we live to thank you for the price you paid. Help us to live lives today that are conformed to your word and your spirit. And especially we pray that you would help us to relay your love to others, to pass it on. We thank you for those who, as it were, have passed the baton to us, have shared with us. Lord, we don't want the gospel to stop with us. Rather, we want to pass it on to others. Help us today, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh,